Hi, Sasha here from Code Your Australia, where we help people to revive, survive and thrive in their medical careers. This is part 3B of our Moving Your Medical Career to Australia series, where we will discuss everything about the OET exam. This is a follow on from our English test podcast, which was released earlier this week. So let's get right into it. OET, the Occupational English Test. Now, I didn't do this test myself. I chose to do TOEFL, as I've mentioned and done a thorough breakdown of in my previous podcast. But I do know a lot of my colleagues and peers that have done this test with great success. It's great for medical professionals as most of the content and the way the English is tested is in medical terminology or everyday medical jargon or medical type referrals that you might do in the hospital. So it might be the type of English that a lot of our listeners are used to dealing with on an everyday basis. It's also got a really interesting scoring system. So it used to be scored as A, B, C, D, E. But as of 2018, it has changed over to a numerical scoring system, which is out of 500. And medical professionals need to get more than 350 out of those 500 points to be classified as advanced English and to get an English score, which APRA will recognize for registration. One of the cool things that OET offers is a mock test where you can actually see where you are scoring currently with your English proficiency. And you can measure the gap between what you are now and what you will need to get over that 350 and sort of adjust your studies and learning accordingly. As with all the other English tests, it also tests four domains in English, listening, reading, writing and speaking. Let's start with the listening. So with the listening section, it is split into three parts. There's part A, B and C. Now, as I mentioned before, because this is an occupational English test, a lot of the way that the questions are asked are more of what you would get in your actual job. And so most of these questions are very medically orientated. For instance, in the listening section in part A, they will give you case notes with gaps in them. So with words missing and they will give you an audio to listen to that could be a consultation between a doctor and a patient or could be a conversation between two doctors or a doctor and a nurse briefing each other and they will ask you to fill in the gaps after listening to the piece of audio. Part B of the listening is allowing you to listen to a short monologue or dialogue so there will either be one person talking or two people talking perhaps co-workers and they will then ask you questions about what was being said. And that is always usually around six questions pertaining to part B. Part C is a longer piece of audio. So usually a speech or a monologue. And according to what people have said, it's very long and distractible. And this is probably where people lose the most marks in the listening section. Moving on to reading, which is also three parts. So part A, part B and part C. In part A of the reading section, they will give you four separate paragraphs and give you 15 minutes to read these paragraphs. All four paragraphs will be different. However, they will all be on a single topic and it will be medical. So for instance, it would be on how to treat fractures and 
each of those paragraphs would cover a separate point in the treatment of fractures. They then follow that up with 20 questions where they ask about certain information and ask you to select words or short phrases that is mentioned in the paragraphs that you have read. You also get to read the questions before you actually read your paragraphs for those 15 minutes. So that's pretty helpful. So you can orientate yourself as to what you might need to be picking out of that text. Part B and Part C of the reading section are done at the same time and you have 45 minutes to complete both of these. So time management in this section would be really important. Part B is usually a short piece of text like an email and it is followed up by six questions. Whereas Part C is a longer, larger piece of text, perhaps a letter or a referral letter and it is followed with seven questions that are usually multiple choice. In the speaking section, they give you two five-minute role-playing sessions where they would ask you to perhaps speak to a patient or conduct an interview. Now, they do allow you to prepare briefly. They give you a written brief of what the role-play will be about. And when they test this, not only are they testing how you are speaking, but they are also assessing how you are responding. So you need to show that you are able to actively listen and respond to the patient as well. The last area is writing and this is the most failed section in the OET. In this section they give you five minutes to read a passage which they give you and this is usually a profession specific passage or notes like case notes for instance doctor's notes or nurse's notes and then they allow you 40 minutes to write an essay on that topic. Now, this essay or piece of writing that you are expected to write in 40 minutes takes the form of sometimes a letter format. So you would need to maybe extract information from the notes given to you and maybe summarize information and write it in a good referral letter with a good structure to it. So you can actually prepare for this writing section by having a planned idea in your head of how you would structure a referral letter as some components of the letter might remain the same, sort of how you header the letter, who you address it to and how you sign a letter off. Now going over the structure of this test and comparing it to what I know about TOEFL and IELTS, the structure is pretty similar and the way it's tested sounds quite similar as well, being a good mix of filling in the blank words, giving you some multiple choice questions and, you know, giving you recordings to listen to that you have to respond to, things like that. However, I do think the fact that it is medical and that the topics are very occupational can be a really good thing or be a really bad thing. Now in our previous podcast we've already mentioned some of the main differences between the IELTS and the TOEFL exams is that IELTS seems to be more academic in the topics that they are asking around and TOEFL seems like more everyday topics that you would encounter in your everyday life and testing your English based on that. But because OET is medical and all of the sections are based around what you would find in the workplace like pieces of writing that you would come across in the hospital or perhaps conversations you might have to have between yourself and a patient or yourself and a nurse. It becomes really dependent on how much you've actually worked 
in a hospital or medical environment. Now you can imagine that if you're an intern that hasn't worked before or perhaps you've got a really large practice gap of a couple years and you haven't really been in the medical system for very long or haven't worked in the medical system or worked as a doctor in quite a while, you might not be familiar with these interactions anymore. You might not have spoken to nurses or patients in a while. You might not have spoken to colleagues. You might not have had to refer a patient in a while. So you can understand how all these factors can impact how you carry yourself, how you deliver your speaking, how you would write your essay or write your referral letter. And this is not because your English is poor. It would just be because you are not really familiar with the environment, with the occupational environment anymore. On the flip side, if you do have a lot of experience in the hospital or you've been doctoring for very long, you might be very comfortable with English in terms of referring patients, having conversations with colleagues, having conversations with patients. And if you've had these conversations in English or you've worked in an English area before, this might be a piece of cake for you. I think when looking at these English tests and trying to think of which will be the best option for you, you really have to play to your strengths. When we look at the English tests, I think the most obvious difference between all of them is not the domains that they test or the way that they test because that's all similar and they all test the same four domains but the content and the way they test it is all different. For instance IELTS is more academic and you get more literature academic pieces. TOEFL is more everyday English and then OET is very occupational specific and very medical. So you've got to think about where your English fits into those categories. I think it's safe to say that if you've not worked as a doctor yet or you've learned your English basically from TV and just everyday language, everyday interactions, OET is probably not for you. But if you have been working as a doctor for a long time and you are used to speaking English in your job, then this might be the most comfortable test for you to take. So that's my summary of the OET and the structure and some of the differences it has when comparing it to TOEFL and IELTS. I hope this has helped you and I hope all these options give you the ability to make a more informed decision when thinking about which English test to take. Remember to stay tuned for part 3C of the series where Caroline discusses who is exempt from the English test. Caroline didn't write a test herself, so lucky, and she going to be discussing in the next podcast if you are exempt from the English test or not. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next podcast.